Good morning. This is AB, and this is the Talk About God podcast. Um, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for our home, for our family, um, for the ability to live in a free country still. Um, thank you for the breath of my lungs. Thank you for very annoying animals that always keep me on my toes, Um, but they also entertain. So thank you for that. I I thank you for work, right? The blessing of still having work in the middle of a pandemic um, and work that I can do safely um, and not have to worry about it possibly getting shut down and all kinds of craziness. Thank you for work that I find fulfilling. Um, this side of heaven, um, it's it's something that I didn't really ever think to ask for, but I'm so thankful that I have it. Um, thank you for getting me out of bed. I, I had no desire, right? No desire today. <sighs> Yesterday got away with me and. A bit of my workaholic side came out, and I worked far too late, and so it, you know, takes a while to wind down, it throws off your sleep, it just messes everything up. So this morning, I definitely did not want to get up, Um, but I thank you for waking me and kind of bugging me (laughs) until I did, Um, but... I did notice a few things this morning, and I thank you. Um, I know Romans 10 always makes me happy. Um, 10, 9, it, it gives me comfort. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart you be- that you believe and are justified and is with your mouth that you profess your profess your faith and are saved. Um, I, I just, I, it never ceases to make me feel safe, I think, um, is the words that would be appropriate. Um, so yes, thank you. I feel like it's a little more complicated um, to keep it than that. Um, But the believing it in your heart is definitely the key component. Um, And then I know in the church, um, everybody's got problems with judgment, right? Oh my gosh, you're so judgy. Sure. Christians are so judgy. Well, here's the deal. In Romans 14, the very beginning explains that we're we're the body of Christ, right? All of us. 
<laughs> we are all the body of Christ. So it goes on to say, for none of us live for ourselves alone and none of us die for ourselves alone. That annoying noise you hear is a dog zooming in my house. Anyway, um, if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For it is for this very reason Christ died and returned to life so that we might be the Lord of both the dead and so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Why do you treat them with contempt? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Let Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put a stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I'm convinced being fully, fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. And so this, these... This um, passage, it's talking about food. Okay? It's talking about food. The whole time. It's, and see, it goes on. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not let your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not... Let what you know is good be spoken of as evil, but for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but for righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. So this whole stop passing judgment on one another, all of this, you got to have context. It starts discussing it's all about food Romans 14 it's talk it, it starts Romans 14 one accept one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters one person's faith allows them to eat anything but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables that's the beginning of it Romans 14. It, and it ends with, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith. And if everything that, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Romans 14, the entire chapter is about food. So the, let us not judge is based off of food, yo. Um, don't judge others in the church based off of what they themselves deem good based off of the laws, right? They're saying if your faith is strong, um, you no longer have to follow the law, the Jewish law, to the letter because God has made changes. He's made things clean um so there's that now it does go on if i can remember where in corinthians i believe 
Um, so that was Paul speaking to the Romans. So Paul goes on and writes a letter to the Corinthians. And in 1 Corinthians, he does address the issue that we all like to talk about. Well, this is what happens when you try and cherry pick (laughs) verses from the Bible. Oh, God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Mm. Um. It's here, I promise. I'm not even in the right chapter. Lord have mercy like two two chapters behind um Okay, well, eventually I will find it. And when I do, I will share, talk it out um, because there we go. So there was in the current church. They call it incest. Um, I know that Western culture probably wouldn't consider it actual incest. But 1 Corinthians 5. Well, I guess it is. I guess it is his mother. It just says his father's wife. So it is. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. a And kind. A, oh my gosh. And of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife. And you are proud shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this so this is saying he can't come to church he's not to come fellowship with you you know what he's doing and you know what he's doing is wrong why are you letting him fellowship with you um first corinthians 5 for my part even though i am not physically present i am with you in spirit and one who's present with you in this way i've already passed judgment in the name of our lord jesus on the one who has been doing this okay so he said don't don't judge one another when it comes to food but when it comes to sin true sin 
He has already passed judgment on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of our Lord Jesus present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know what a little that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be new unleavened batch as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old leavened bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with unleavened bread with sincerity and truth. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are moral. See? Here's where people get it tripped up. Um, so I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and the swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world, right? So we know they're in the world. Can't avoid them. But you are not... To associate with sexually immoral people, right? But if it's not the people that are of this world, then what is it? Now I write Corinthians 5, um, 1 Corinthians 5, 11, But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral, greedy, or an idolater, or a slanderer, or a drunkard, or a swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. I I feel like this goes into, I mean, it can go so many different ways, but I feel like this is a protection. I feel like the don't we're all sinners okay we're all sinners um i think this is referring to those who are blatantly sinning and completely unrepentant and still under the impression that they can do whatever they want right um because that's not that's not the way this this walk works, right? We don't get to just do whatever we want. We do whatever Christ tells us. And we we read his word and we we try our best to follow his example. And when we fall short, we repent. We uh, to repent, we turn from it completely and we don't go back and do that again. Right? Um, so I think this is referring more to the fact that he'd already heard that this guy was sleeping with his mom, right? He'd already heard about it. And the fact that he, he felt that the church was proud that this was happening, knowing that it was condemning this man, right? Right? That's what tells me, that's what, uh, just yet another passage that tells me that our salvation is not set in stone, right? Once saved, always saved. Mm. Yes and no, because he's making a choice here and he's saying you need to send him out. 
you need to turn him over to Satan so his flesh can be destroyed because it's his flesh that's getting in the way right now. It's his flesh that's getting him in trouble. So let his flesh be destroyed and let him see what he's done wrong so that he may repent and come back to worship with everyone and be saved. It's saying that you have to let, let's see. Yeah. Hand the man over to Satan. First Corinthians five and five, hand the man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that the spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. That's the NIV. The Amplified, you are to hand over this man to Satan for the destruction of his body so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord Jesus. Um, Your boasting over the supposed spirituality of your church is not good. Indeed, it's vulgar and inappropriate. Do you not know that just a little living ferments, oh my gosh, ferments the whole batch of dough just to sin corrupts a person or an entire church? So that's exactly what I was... um, getting at. And this is one of the reasons I like the amplified version. So it it expounds the meaning uh, of the words that were translated and it conveys the mean, the full meaning of the word that doesn't translate exact, right? It's lengthier, but it, it gets the point across better. And so this is saying like, you're, you're going to corrupt the entire church. One guy running around doing something you all no is wrong is going to be the one who corrupts the whole church okay and it it's a problem it's a problem in our society today and it's also how the world um tries to condemn us christians right Oh my gosh, you're so judgy. Like you, you're hate. You're hate. You're evil. You're the devil. You're racist. You're homophobic. You're sexist. You're, you know, anti-feminist. You're misogynist. All the ists. I'm so sick of those words, by the way. Um, but that's our society. Anything that doesn't agree with their narrative is going to be an ist. It's going to make you an ist. Some form of ist. Welcome to my club. Um, and all I know to do is what God tells me. And he tells me that you clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new batch. And it tells me not to associate with those quote Christians where they say that I'm a hypocrite if I don't if I question their motives and I question their faith genuinely question it in order to praying the whole time that they're going to see their own hypocrisy right because I can love everybody I have no qualms I will love everybody even a sinner sitting in a pew. The hypocrisy is the issue, right? To be in this particular instance, to be sleeping with your mother, knowing that it's wrong and saying it's all good. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, knowing 
that it's wrong and just saying, oh, well, whatever. Like that's, that's not repentance. Again, repentance is to turn, completely turn from it, walk away, don't do it no more. Um, and there's a lot of this in our, our world. And Lord, I just, I pray. I pray that you help us. I pray that you help us as Christians, as the whole body of Christ, including those hypocrites. I pray that you help us as a church to call out the hypocrisy, like those who are fine with the murdering of innocent lives. I think that honestly, a lot of it is ignorance. I think that we as Americans have a tendency to tell ourselves what makes us feel good, right? Whatever allows us to go to sleep at night and we just leave it there. But if we were to look at the actual facts of the matter and the hundreds of thousands of children dying on the year, the thousands dying daily, we would see that we're wrong, right? The evidence is there. We're wrong. So I just, I pray. And that's just one, right? That's one small one, um, slightly controversial, but not as controversial as some other things um, that I may eventually get into. But Lord, I help us, help us open our eyes as a church, light a fire in us for a new awakening that does as you say and follows your word and listens to what you have to say versus the things that the world tries to convince us is good and normal and it's fine. It's totally fine. It's good. Yeah, it's totally good. No, it's not. And I just, I pray that you please be with us in that. I pray that you convict us, right? All of us, um, where we are falling short in the body of Christ so that we can more effectively fight for the kingdom and do so not as hypocrites, not as hypocrites, but as proud children of the King Most High. I pray this, Father. I pray that you bring justice, bring justice to our country. Please bring justice to our country, to this world. I pray that you illuminate things that have gone hidden for far too long. And I pray that as a church, you give us the strength and the passion and the bravery because it's going to take bravery, right? None of us want to be revolutionists. That's not, we're pacifists, right? We don't want to be revolutionists. Um, Give us the bravery to stand and fight for your kingdom like David against Goliath, because I feel like that's what we're standing here against. I feel like we have a Goliath of our day, many, um, but the biggest sin, it's just, it's sin and it's run rampant and it's all over the country and it's poisoned everything. Um, it's heavily in our politics. It's in our theology at this point and not even in it properly. Um, it's just, it's everywhere, Lord. And I pray that you help us open our eyes, give us wisdom 
to interpret your word properly um, and not cherry pick. It takes a lot of time to cherry pick too. It's very exhausting. Um, so just please help us to not cherry pick. Help us to not twist your word. We are called to judge one another within the church. We are called to judge those hypocrites. We are called to do that. Now, we're not called to judge those who are sick, right? We're not caused to, called to judge those who are unsaved. We're called to show them Jesus so that they can repent and turn from their sin and be saved. Just like our sorry sack of skins. Um, and we are not called to pretend that we never fall. We fall, we repent, and we turn from it. Lord, you know I struggle with pride. It is so difficult for me. Like I, I spend time with you building something and I get prideful at, at the way it turns out. Um, knowing that, I, listen, I was just the hands. I don't, I'm no carpenter. Um, so I just, you know, I fall there. I, I fall when I do that ugly comparison where I compare myself to one to someone else and I assume that I know, right? I assume I know. I know what they do. I know what their life's like. I'm so much better. I am not, okay? You know what? If we're going to be honest, they're probably better than me, which is why I'm called to compare myself to them um, or compelled. I'm not called to. That's the problem with the devil. He, he has you comparing yourself to other people feeling higher than thou all high and mighty, just like he did to God, right? He stepped to you and he compared himself to you and said, I'm better. And that's what caused him to fall. And pride, I think, was the original sin, which is why I think I struggle with it so much. And I think that's why Eve was also swayed to fall. As I believe that he probably told her, did God tell you, if you touch this tree, you will die. Go ahead and touch it. And then she touched it. And when she touched it, she lost faith, right? She lost trust in the Lord and pride began to grow. I know better than he, right? And then she listened and then she fell. Pride. Man, it's ugly. And it is one of my biggest struggles. And I pray that you guide me in it. I pray that you break me of it. Honestly, I don't know. I'm almost scared to even know what that looks like, to be honest, after knowing what it's like to pray for, um, uh, not peace, patience. Um, but Lord, I do, I want, I want to be more like you. I don't enjoy the comparisons I make. I, I caught myself the other day and was like, you're just being mean, right? Like you're just assuming that you're so much better than someone else and you're not, like that's not what God calls us to do. And so I guess just help me to continue to call it out. And every time I do to repent and turn from it and constantly be looking to you because that's really the only way I'm going to get any better. But of course, you know, also you just help me. Um, please be with our leaders. Please be with this election that will never end. Um, I pray that you expose what needs to be exposed. We need the truth, Father. Um, I know just last night I was talking to someone. They were like, I heard Trump gave up. No, that's not going to happen. He did willingly say that he will, you know, peacefully secede um, if and when that time comes. 
but he's going to pursue this till the very end um, in the courts. And he's going to do everything legally he can to turn it over based off of the truth and the facts. Um, so from what I've seen, there's plenty of evidence. Mainstream media is not talking about it, which is just sad because what's going to happen is there's going to be a whole, you know, half of the country that's furious because they just assume it's done, right? You've heard he's given up. Um, so you're done. You're, you've accepted your president. You've moved on. And if it does get overturned, you're going to be furious and you're going to think that someone stole the election, namely Trump, when all he did was follow the legal correct paths in order to, you know, show the truth and bring light to it. So it's just, it's very unfortunate. It's unfortunate the lies and manipulation that the enemy is presenting us with, even in something like the election, which is, politics are a heavenly thing, right? Like, it's God. There's a lot of God in it. And so it's, yeah, why, it's just like, yeah, anyway. I'm confused as to why anybody thinks that that's another thing that's awful immense. Like, oh, the devil can't be in politics. Uh, yes, he absolutely can. Hello, have you not seen it? But anyway, God, I love you. And I thank you. And I thank you for this day. And I pray that you motivate me because, Lord, I need help. Oh, I need help today. I'm not going to get through everything that I already know is stacked against me today. Um, I worked late last night and did not, did not accomplish everything. So I please pray that you please, please, please be with me. In Jesus' amazing name, I pray. Amen. I encourage you, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. Get informed, too. Don't be a blind sheep, yo. Um, dig. You got to dig. We got to quit being lazy when it comes to our media. Um, you can tell CNN has already said they are they are a entertainment. I know I've said it 596 times, but it's true. They're now um, the CEO of CNN. Um, there's now like a news, a, a journalist had, had, um, been in on, on their conference calls unknowingly. They didn't know he was there. Um, and he's been recording their calls, their conference calls, um, you know, prepping for the news stories. Um, he's been tr- recording them for a while. And so now he's starting to leak these things out. And if you trust CNN, you won't after you listen to them. Um, you like it's obvious um that they were they've they've done nothing but try to discredit trump every step of the way that's their plan and goal and purpose um they've they've also moved on from the election um because i think everybody's got election fatigue right it's gone on for so long we're all sick of hearing about it but the thing is it's news it's relevant it's very important so stop coddling us and start giving us the facts. Um, but anyway, all I got to say is you've got to do your research. I know that there are some um, that don't trust the internet. I get it. Don't trust the internet. That's dumb. But you've got to look for reputable sources and you've got you've to gotta dig. And you've got to listen to many things in order to find the truth, right? The truth doesn't just magically jump into your lap doesn't happen especially anymore um so just get educated i pray that you pray on it right like don't 
don't just follow anything blindly. Like, take it to Jesus every time. If if you watch a news story and you're like, what? Take it to Jesus. He's going to tell you, right? Like, you're, you're going, you are going to have a reaction of some sort by the Holy Spirit to it if you take it to the Holy Spirit. Um, so... I'm even guilty though. I'm not going to lie. I'm the worst at taking it to Jesus as much as I would like to preach about it. I am, um, one who struggles with that. I don't take it to Jesus nearly as much as I should. Um, because again, pride, I can do it on my own, right? I can figure this out on my own. No, I can't. It wasn't until I started praying that God illuminate things that God educate me, that he told me I had to get educated revolt, you know, involving politics. Like I had to dig into things that never in my life have I ever been interested and or wanted to dig into. I have no desire. I find it to all be ridiculous. I think it's all just awful and I'm not remotely interested. But once I started digging, I became appalled, right? When I listened to the mainstream media and it's awful that I have to say that it's the mainstream media. When I listen to the mainstream media, I almost could be okay with Biden, right? Like, he seems to be a really good guy. And, like, I don't understand why people are so fired up and this and that. And then I start digging into Biden's political record, right? And then I start seeing some stuff that's like, mm, his policies, yo, his policies, he could be a good guy and all, but his policies, I don't like that. And then I just start to see things like all the proof i started seeing the proof of the fraud in the election and i realized very quickly this is it may not be biden's fault and i'm not going to judge him for the acts of what was clearly hundreds or maybe thousands of others but someone orchestrated that and so now i don't trust the democratic party as a whole i'm an independent i go for the lesser of the two evils it's sad that the Democrats are the evil. And of course, they've always convinced us that they ended racism and, you know, all these things. That was Republicans. Um, the Republicans have historically, and it's fact, and you can go check it, have been the ones pushing for equality. They ended slavery. They pushed for women's rights. The Republicans are the ones that have done this historically over the course of the century. Not, not the Democrats. Okay, the Democrats, if you look at it historically, have just done whatever makes them look good, right? And so they started flipping the switch and changing the narrative. And all it is is lies, right? You change the narrative. It's a world's best PR. I can tell you that. Whoever runs the Democratic PR team is amazing because holy crap, that's a, that's a situation. Anyway. I thank you. I thank you for listening to my rant. Um, I pray that the Lord be with you today. And um, yeah, get in the word. And I pray that you're able to be a blessing to someone else. And you would be surprised how that looks. It's as simple as smiling at someone. um, Just being there for someone, answering a question, things like that. It's not not earth shattering and life altering, right? It's just being kind and doing what you believe Jesus would do in any given moment. So have a wonderful day. 
and God bless.